You're listening to Secrets of a Bridal Seamstress. In this podcast, you'll hear insider tips to sidestep stress and walk into your wedding season feeling educated, confident, and empowered to discover your bridal vibe and wear it with style. This episode is sponsored by I'm Powered Nutrition and Fitness, empowering you to build a healthy foundation for the life you want. Meet with a registered dietitian and exercise physiologist to find healthy changes that fit your lifestyle. I'm Powered Nutrition offers evening, weekend, in-person, and video appointments and accepts most major health insurances. Call 360-358-3179 or follow Down Home Dietitian on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube to get started with your healthy life. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Secrets of a Bridal Seamstress. Today's guest is my sister, Julie, and Julie was also one of my first bridal clients. So um, she found a dress on, well, I'll let her tell the story of where she found the dress, but the reason I asked her to be on the show is to share her experience of how we redesigned a wedding dress. I get messages from brides regularly, like asking if they can, you know, design their own gown or can they take their grandmother's dress and redesign it? And the answer is absolutely. But there are also some pretty significant things to consider before you step into this endeavor. So I've asked Julie to come and share her story and share with us how to maybe mentally prepare for this adventure in wedding gown design. So Julie, thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for letting me sew your wedding dress. And um, that was like one of my first big bridal projects. So I'm where I am today because of you. What can I say? That's why I'm here. (laughs) Okay. So let's have you first describe your bridal style or what was your vision for your wedding? Okay. Well, I was a older bride. Let's just say that. And so as a 38 year old bride, I knew I was old enough to know what I really didn't care about and what I really did care about. So Mm -hmm. what I didn't care about was looking like everybody else. And what I did care about was feeling like really beautiful and unique and um, not, yeah, just kind of doing my own thing. So my vision for my wedding was small wedding. I wanted it to feel like a house wedding kind of. I wanted it to be kind of vintagey, like, um, you know, 1950s when people would, not when people, because I don't know how many people actually did, but I just picture <laughs> someone, you know, just kind of getting married in their living room and then having a yeah. brunch or something. So, um, so I really love the idea of a T-length wedding gown, but this was over four years ago before it was really trending. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I knew what I wanted, but I could not find it in stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're a fashion forward. <laughs> well, yeah. So I, um, I, f- kind of, I found a dress that I really loved and it was on a website for a bridal shop in the UK. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it wasn't perfect. It was just the closest thing to my vision, but there were some things I didn't love about it. Like I didn't necessarily love the sleeves. I wanted maybe more of something and, and, you mm-hmm. know, change that. So, um, that's my vision was there, but I just was not able to like see it in person. Yeah. So what made you, cause I don't remember having a conversation of like, let's make your wedding dress. So what made you think like you could 
start from scratch with something like that? Were you just that desperate? (laughs) Well, yes. Um, Yeah, I guess. I don't remember either, to be honest. I mean, I knew that. that, Julie just got a new uh, MacBook Pro. Your video. This is called a MacBook Air. Oh, I'm sorry. Your video is so crystal clear. Oh. Gosh, I'm like mesmerized. Um, Okay, so yeah, just... I was talking with, um, in another episode, I was talking with a bridal shop owner and we're, we were chatting about how even in the past couple of years, like wedding dress styles have changed and advanced so much. Like now there's so much, um, variety. And I know when I got married in 2012, it was like, you know, the tube top style dress was really popular. Mm. And, um, I remember going to a couple of bridal shops with you and we were like, what if we buy something and then just cut it up? Mm-hmm. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Right. So, so, uh, talk about how you found, and I will have a picture in the show notes of the okay. original dress, but tell us how you found the original dress. Okay. So you're right. I did go to some bridal shops in town and don't get me wrong. They were great. I mean, for, for what they had, it was there was quite a variety and it was a good thing that I actually went because I was able to see how do I look in a mermaid dress? How do I look in a ball gown? How do I look in a whatever a line? And so I was able to at least see what silhouette uh, flattered me the most because I did want to feel good in it. Yeah. Obviously. Um, so that was essential because you really don't know until you put it on your own body. Right. So, um, but yes, so going to the bridal shops helped me determine that I did like the certain silhouette of let's say a ball gown, but I just would have wanted it chopped off. Right. (laughs) So that's when I kind of thought about maybe getting a ball gown and then having some alterations done. Yeah. So I'm going to interject also because one cool thing about your, like when you were trying on wedding dresses is you just had like mom and me with you. So you mm-hmm. had an entourage of friends who were like, no, this looks good. No, just do this. Get this. Right. Like you didn't have all these voices talking you out of what mm-hmm. you really wanted. I think that was. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, you know, as much as I love my, the women in my life, I'm not going to dress like all of them. Like what's, what they might like, I might not like, and it's okay. I still love them as a person, but I don't, maybe if, if someone is in love with this style dress, it doesn't mean that I have to feel obligated to please them or to make them happy. So yeah, that's another, that's another, I guess, um, suggestion I could offer would be go into it knowing that this is what you're going to wear and the support team that you bring with you need to be on board with that. Not like, Oh, I want you to try on this because that's what I would like or whatever. Like, I don't, I think that just sounds stressful, you know, so, um, so yeah, so I started looking, um, for maybe a used ball gown. Cause I know that people will sell their dresses or mm-hmm. so I went on to Facebook marketplace and I don't know if that was the first place I looked or not, but I just saw that someone was selling a ball gown and it was not the most beautiful thing in my opinion. Um, but it had like long sleeves, a high neck. But I just, I saw that I really liked what the bodice part was doing. Yep. You know, I yep. liked 
or so area. And so I had to meet her at the Tacoma mall and I, she handed me the dress, which still had tags on it. So she got that dress and ended up getting another dress. So she was one of the brides who had Mm -hmm. two dresses and did not know what to do with the second one. So um, tags on, I took it into the family bathroom off of the food court in the Tacoma mall. And I think my friend came with me. So she was able to help me like get into it and cinch it up and stuff. And I think I sent a picture to you on the spot and asked you, is this doable? Because I wasn't going to buy it if it wasn't doable. I didn't want to be like collecting Mm -hmm. bridal gowns. (laughs) And um, so then after I got it and I, she asked $75 for it. So I don't know how much she paid (laughs) I don't know how much she paid for it, but she was so ready to get rid of it at $75. And um, yeah, so that was, that was kind of the start of it is asking my alteration specialist if it's even possible. So I would never have just bought it with my own expertise, which is zero, you know, to say, oh, I think I can do this or that, whatever. So um, it was that I had your phone number on hand. So I could just send you a picture and ask you, is this going to work? So, Okay. When brides ask, oh, I have an idea for a dress, and they get so excited. Yes, it was an exciting experience, but there are also some difficulties that aren't the same as just like buying a dress off the rack or like ordering your own. Mm-hmm. So can you kind of tell us about maybe the stressful points or how you have to like prepare emotionally for this as opposed to just buying a dress off the rack? Right. Well, first of all, I knew that I liked the vintage tea length style on myself. So mm-hmm. I was able to in I was able to have the faith to say, yes, this is what I want. So when when your seamstress starts cutting, you're not going to be like, oh, but if I change my mind, can we go back? You know? Yeah. So that was important to me that it's like I already, you know, I had worn that style of dress before. No, it wasn't, you know, they weren't wedding dresses, but you know, so I already knew that once we pull the trigger, like we can go forward with this because it is a little bit of blind faith. Oh, you know? absolutely. And at first, yeah. um, like, obviously the first appointment is so exciting because you're talking about your vision mm-hmm. and then the last, and we, had, we had sketches and pictures and yeah, I yeah. would say the, to have a successful transformation is to have really specific pictures and you were, quite, mm-hmm. but that was what was so helpful for me because if you were like wishy-washy, then it would be kind of like my design and you might not like that. So the fact that yeah. you have a really clear vision was super helpful. Um, but the like the appointments in between the first and the last can be like super stressful because the, like you said the dress is cut up. There's no turning back. You have to have faith that it's like going to work out. And honestly, that experience is not right. Like is not the right choice for everybody. So right you were pretty chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, okay. I totally interrupted you. So you were saying how it's a, it's blind faith. Right. I mean, well, you, the fact that we had, I like to draw and I like to sketch and I've, I've enjoyed drawing um, princess dresses my whole life. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was, I was clear enough for me and you with the design that I could set, but to know, Hey, Nadine, can you make it really, really look like this? And then you, that's where the faith comes in is just saying, yes. Okay. Yes. Well then let's do it. Um, but it is so different than saying, Oh, I bought it off the rack this way. And this is how it's going to look on my wedding day. So, um, 
Yeah, there's a little bit, there's a little bit of that. And being being aware that it is a process. So, you know, when you when you are in the first appointment, like you said, that's kind of when you're like planning and you're going over the pictures and stuff. And then the next appointment, it might be when you start cutting, mm-hmm. you can't let yourself get freaked out that, you know, just because she's cutting it like this, that's not the final product. Like right. it's to go through some more transformation um, mm-hmm. because yeah, that could probably cause a little bit of anxiety if you're like, <laughs> Oh wow. <laughs> different, you know? So, yeah. but it was fun that we took pictures along the way, mm-hmm. you know, when we, for each appointment we had, it was like, okay, sleeves are coming off. The original sleeves are coming off because we're going to put new sleeves on. And then it turned into a strapless sleeveless dress, which I didn't want, but for the time being, that's what I had, you know? And the Um, neckline was like almost perfect once we took the sleeves off. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Like foundation. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. That's, that's the thing too. It's like, you knew as a, as a seamstress that the structure was already there as a foundation. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't asking you, Hey, can you turn this backless dress into a corset dress? (laughs) You know. Yes, exactly. Because Um, some people don't realize that. Right. Right. Like there's a lot that goes into that. Um, So because you're my sister, obviously Julie didn't pay. So it was a wedding gift, but something to consider when you're asking, (laughs) when you're asking. Well, I mean, I played, I paid for supplies, which that wasn't that much, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) But, and I think I made, I made a deal with you because I like doing certain things. Like I like, I liked sewing on beads and placing beads for embellishments. Yeah. I think I, yeah. I, I, I agreed to sew embellishments onto your future uh, wedding dresses for the next year, but it just turned out you only had, I think one bride who wanted that that next year. So I was like, all right, that was so pretty good. Deal. The, <laughs> I think some brides have this impression that like, okay, if I get a dress, I can get a dress from Facebook marketplace, or I can go to Goodwill and find a dress and recreate it and save all this money. But like, yeah. If you weren't my sister and you were like a client, it probably would have been like a $1,400 job, you know? And oh, yeah, but that still was less than what I, what I saw right. in the dress that I was looking for in the UK. It was, it was close to $4,000, you know, and but still yeah. being aware that the alterations, it's like, that is someone's time and money and vision that you're bringing, that they're bringing to life. And it's, you right. know. Right. So having that realistic. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a money, in some cases it could be a money saver, but sometimes if yeah. you're looking for like necessarily like a, a cheap fix, it might be better to like hit the sale rack at a bridal mm-hmm. instead of designing your own. But um, what are some things that you, um, cause I meant you mentioned the beading. So if we're talking about like keeping track of hours or like the details, what details are worth it? If you're literally paying for piecework essentially on your like, own designed dress. Are there some elements that you're like, you know, maybe I didn't really need that or. Right. Totally. And, and I was going to say, that's what your consultation is for that when you're, when you're having a consult and you can get everything itemized Mm -hmm. so that you can say, okay, that's what everything's going to cost. Then you decide, like you said, at that point, well, what if I left this out? What would it cost? And so me, I really wanted sparkly beads all over the bodice and sleeves of this dress. And so we bought these little glass like, you know, beads that I I sewed, didn't I? I think I did. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) 
so so good at that. And I would just like clump things together. You just have this. Okay. So for listeners in the wall, on the wall of my shop, I have like a wall of flowers. (laughs) This is a perfect example of like my beading skills. So (laughs) I bought these big, beautiful, like, um, like wall art flowers. And I put them like in a clump and I thought it looked artistic. And then Julie comes into my shop and she's like, oh no, no. And then she like re positions all of them and they're perfect. And that's what I think that your beating is like, because I just wanted to like ball them all up together. And <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. So I wanted, I wanted the beads in certain places. Well, after hand sewing on all the beads, um, it turns out they did not show up at all the day of my wedding or in any of the photographs <laughs> because no? you, you noticed in person. I don't remember, but I'm yeah. well, because I mean, I had a, my vision was a brunch wedding and that's what I had. Um, I got married at 1130 AM and we, we had a lunch. Well, I wasn't brunch, brunch. It was lunch. So it was daylight. There was no soft lighting to bring the bling out at all. So none of the photos captured the sparkle, sparkly magic that I had spent all that time putting into it. So in hindsight, I wouldn't have bothered yeah. or I would have had to change my, you know, venue to like, or wedding to an evening wedding with candlelight or something. Right. <laughs> so that would, and it, and if, yeah, if you were paying for somebody to do that. So for similarly, I got wedding invitations made up and I uh, was asked if, if, um, if I wanted hand, I think calligraphy or hand lettering mm-hmm. uh, envelopes. And I was like, yeah, sure. But I didn't, I didn't know that there was an additional expense until I got them. And so I was like, shoot, I could have just done that on my own. You know? <laughs> so just making sure that you really, really know how much each thing um, costs so that you can stick to your budget or you can, you know, change your budget around. So if you really want this with your dress, then are you willing to maybe compromise something else in your wedding budget or something? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that goes to like, if you are to find a dress at a wedding shop, like, and then you put the belt on or you get the sparkly sleeve, mm-hmm. whatever, that's the same thing as just kind yeah. of like, what are you willing to kind of let go of so you can invest in those extra perks? So, um, yeah helpful I think it gave kind of brought clarity to this like adventurous you know wedding dress experience where there is kind of a lot of like emotional involvement too and mm-hmm. it's not for the faint of heart I don't think so um right and and along those lines it's like I you have to be be ready to stay say no or um kind of stand up for your original vision because when it comes down to it like along the process there could be another idea that comes up, whether it's, you know, from your seamstress or something um, could be like, oh, what if we did this to the hem or whatever? Like mm-hmm. you have to be able to say, well, no, I really wanted it this way without being worried about hurting anybody's feelings because yeah. it's her dress, right. um, you know, or if you wanted to change something, just be be aware that your seamstress is going to probably have to charge you more if you change your mind along the way yeah. too. You yeah. Know, so. And I think there is a, there's a danger in like when you're doing, when you're in this wedding dress process, you're wearing the dress a lot more than you would for like typical alterations where you'd have like two or three fittings mm-hmm. for like a complete reconstruction. You're putting the dress on five or six times. You're mm-hmm. critical of it. Um, because really a bride shouldn't see herself in a dress that often. It kind of like mm-hmm. your head a little bit. So 
like you said, having that clear vision. Okay, is this working towards the vision? Don't obsess about things that are, are making changes, last minute changes, whatever. So, um, so what is one thing? I know it's kind of hard to like wrap it all up in one final tip, but what is one final tip that you'd give to brides considering this alternative dress option, whether it's like their grandmother's dress or going to Goodwill and finding a dress to um, redesign? I would say if your vision is, is you can't find it anywhere on this planet and you see it in your head, I would say do everything you can to make it come true. And, but be prepared for, you know, the expenses that might come up and just the commitment to additional, you know, appointments and just having the, the, I guess the outlook that it is a process. It's not going to be immediate. It could take some time and and just Mm -hmm. being ready to kind of like go with that process and, you know, be able to enjoy it and not stress out about it. Yeah. That's great. That was very helpful. Thank you. So thanks for letting me, like I mentioned before, I think I, I forget if you were my first bride or if I had had some brides before you, and then you were just like my first like reconstruction. Yeah, I think so. Because I know that you, um, started, uh, formal wear alterations at least, if not, if not bridal wear, then definitely formal wear. And Mm -hmm. so, but yeah, I don't, I don't know how many like reconstructions you were doing before me. And that's the thing too, like I was, I was willing to just kind of work with it because I knew your previous, you know, work and it's like, and I didn't mind that you were sewing me into the dress the day of the wedding, you know? Oh, yeah. Right. That yeah. Well, okay. So the well, because- <laughs> were so wide and I didn't like, I didn't think, I didn't think of like how to fasten it. So I was like, well, I was literally what was the, wide? the, the shoulders, like, oh yeah. I'd open back and I don't know why I was like sewing patches of lace onto you. Like literally. Well, I think, I think that, that was, that was before you discovered like, um, what it, I don't know if it's called mesh, but you didn't really know what kind of see-through fabric to use. Yeah. And we had tried a couple things out and then it was kind of like, oh, well, we'll figure it out. Okay. Well, meanwhile, <laughs> I'm getting married today. Um, so yeah, it was just like, okay, well, I'll just sew it in. I'm sure it's not going to go anywhere. And it was like, literally like minutes before <laughs> the photographer was already there, like taking pictures. Yeah, oh my God. Photos yeah. of me. Because like, it was fun. It was exciting. It was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. Well, I, I can't offer those services to every bride. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, and, and I was your first, so you kind of learned what works, you know? trial and error (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) oh fun okay well thanks julie for your time and your experience and i'll post some pictures of the before and after because it's i was just looking at them in preparation of this uh interview and i was like whoa i just forgot about that high neck thing so oh yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, great (laughs) all right thank you julie thank you Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And if you're feeling really generous, leave a review. Thanks, everyone.